Hi everyone and welcome to episode 62 of the Effective Teaching Podcast. I'm your host Dan Jackson and today I'm going to give you four easy teaching strategies to develop literacy when you are reading. Now this is episode 62 so if you would like to come over and get the workbook just head over to teacherspd.net slash 62 and then there'll be a form there for you to download the workbook that when you complete, if you complete the whole thing and submit it back to me, you will get one hour of NESA accredited PD. Now, of course, that comes in this episode, you'll need to make sure that you actually implement and then reflect upon at least one of the easy teaching strategies that I give you throughout this episode. Well, let's dive straight into it. The first strategy that I like to use when I'm doing some reading with my class is what I call punctuated reading. Now, so often I see teachers get students to sit in little circles and they read one sentence and the next person reads a sentence and the next person reads a sentence, or they might even do that as a whole class. But what I do to help them to understand more about the purpose of punctuation, I will actually get my students to change reader every time they come across the punctuation marks that actually indicate that there should be a pause in the reading. So anytime there's a comma, a semicolon, a full stop, a question mark, etc., my students have to change reader. And that forces in there this automatic pause that happens around the punctuation, which then helps the students to better understand the text. Because one thing that happens when you read in your head, you read really quickly and you kind of skip over the punctuation. But if you read it more slowly and make sure that that punctuation is included in how you speak the text, it then helps you to better understand what the person is saying because those pauses help to actually change or at least give you a bit of a different nuance to the meaning of the text that you're reading. And so that's one strategy that I like to use with my class is often in small groups, have them sit down, they'll rotate through the group as they read and they'll change every time they come across a piece of punctuation that means that there is a pause and it helps them to get the purpose of that punctuation and better understand the text itself. My second easy teaching strategy for literacy purposes is what I call a post-it note summary. Now this strategy essentially requires you to have lots of little post-it notes, not big square ones, you actually want those little tiny thin ones. And if you get a whole bunch of those thin ones, I would give seven of them to my students. Now, obviously that would depend on the length of the reading, but let's say they're reading, you know, two pages in a textbook or two pages of a story or something. I might give them seven little slips. And on those slips, after they do the reading, they're going to write down the seven key points from that reading. And so they're going to read it and they can, I might even give them more. I might say, I might give them seven and say they've got to pick five afterwards, right? But they can write seven as they read. Then they're going to pick, let's go five, right? And so they're filling in seven points on their post-it notes. Once they've filled the post-it notes in, they have to pick the five main ones that they think best summarize the passage in front of them. And then what I do is I make them pair up. And so uh, one student will take their five and the other student will bring their five and the two will sit with each other and negotiate and discuss which five are actually the best five and so they're going to take their 10 and make it five again and you can do this process multiple times you can actually have that pair go and find another pair and they'll each bring their five and have 10 and then negotiate and discuss and come down to five again and what this does is it helps the students to actually understand what the main points are it helps them to back up 
that with evidence from their reading. So when they have their discussions, and if they say that they think, you know, this is one of the best points, this point right here, they need to say why, because they've got to convince the other person that it's better than their five points on the other side. And so we have that process that happens throughout the discussion as well. And so they're getting these post-it note summaries, and then at the end, whatever point you decide to stop that discussion happening, I then have my students sit down and they'll write those points as their summary for that bit of the text. So very quick, easy kind of strategies, give out a bunch of little post-it notes and have them read, or you can read at the front, they're gonna write down their summaries and then compare and discuss and provide reasons why that is their main point. My next strategy involves highlighters. And I actually would encourage you to use multiple different colors in your highlighting as you go through. If you don't like using highlighter, feel free to get your students to use pencil or something, and you can get them to underline or circle bits of the text rather than highlighting bits different colors. You just want them to be able to differentiate the two different things that I'm gonna ask you to get them to highlight. So the first thing is I want them to, as they read, highlight specific things that are basically repeating the same idea. Now, often that'll be a repetition of the same word, but sometimes it'll be repetition of synonyms or even the idea itself, but worded slightly differently. And so I'll have the students go through, there might be more than one key idea in a passage, and so they might need different colors for each idea, but I want them to identify ideas that are repeating themselves throughout the passage that they read. And what that does is it helps them to identify what the key point is, what the main points are in that bit of reading. Now, often those main points will actually come in clusters. You know, one paragraph will have lots of different ways of saying the same idea. And the students will then start to see the purpose of paragraphs as well in their colors. The other thing that I would also get them to circle or highlight another color are the conjunctions. Now, the conjunctions are those words that join phrases together or often can even join whole sentences together. So it's things like because, therefore, so that. They're not always you know, giving reasons for things, but they're joining one session to another and often they are the bits that tell you the why. And so I'm asking my students to make sure they identify this and notice them as they're reading because that then helps them to identify why the person is putting forward an argument that they're putting forward. It helps them to identify the reasons, it helps them to identify the purpose of the text because the conjunctions often are giving the reasons and the purpose for what's going on, or at least identifying which bits are then giving the purpose. You know, if I see the word because, I know the next phrase that comes is giving me reasons for all the stuff before it. And so I'm helping my students to be able to break down the text to see the reasons and the arguments that it created inside that text by identifying the key points, but also then looking at the conjunctions that are connecting those points together to form whatever argument is being made. And that works particularly well in a persuasive text. So if they're reading an essay or an article or some bit of a text, like a textbook type text, that's really cool for that. It's also really cool in novels and stuff for identifying themes that are recurring throughout the book. Uh, so if you already know what some themes might be, you could give the kids you know, one or two of those themes and help them to identify other themes that are gonna repeat themselves throughout the book and start to identify them in different colors as they're reading because it's that repetition that's gonna make it a theme in the narrative. My last strategy, my fourth one, that's easy to implement to help your students with their literacy is prediction bingo. So basically this is just the students create a little grid. It could be three by three, it could be four by four, it's up to you. 
depending on how long the text is you're gonna read. And what I do is I tell the kids the title of the text. And so the text, for example, might be, you know, uh, how does Rosencrantz and Guildenstern provide further perspective on Hamlet or something like that, right? And so that's the heading of the text that I'm gonna to read to them. And they have to predict what words are going to come up in this reading. Now, obviously there are rules here. They can't, all the words that they put in there have to be, you know, more than four letters possibly, or at least four letters and larger. So they can't pick words like if, uh, and, etc. That kind of defeats the purpose. But you're trying to get them to identify words that actually relate to the topic. And it helps them to make predictions about what's coming and it helps them to further think about what the heading means and what's coming. And if they can predict really well, then that's great. And they're gonna win the bingo. It kind of gamifies it a bit. Uh, but if they're not gonna predict very well, then it helps them to think back through how well do I actually know this topic? You know, if I don't know anything about Rosencrantz and Guildenstern and Hamlet, that's gonna come out very clearly in what I'm talking about or what I put in terms of my words on prediction bingo. Whereas if I know it really well, I'll have some cool words on there that are gonna come up almost guaranteed throughout that passage. So there are some cool strategies, very quick, easy strategies to implement. And you know, some of them don't even require any prep. You could literally just go, I'm about to read this text to the class. What's the heading? That's the heading. All right, class, let's do some prediction bingo. Draw up a little square. Here are the rules. I'm going to read to you. You then read. Someone will win. And you can either just say, you know, congratulations, you won. That's your prize. Or you might give them something else for winning as well. Make you do a point system and see who wins on a series of bingo predictions, etc. Uh, but it's just a way to help make sure your students are engaged with the reading, that they're paying attention to it and going a bit deeper and getting some literacy skills out of it, not just reading a text. Now, one of the key things that you'll see in all these things, you know, one of them has kids discussing things with each other. The highlighting thing will actually force your students to read it multiple times. Uh, the same thing with the um, the post-it notes, the students will actually have to reread those passages more than once. And that's a great strategy for students is to teach them to slow down and reread sections as well to make sure they're actually getting the key points out of it. Well, I want you to this week, try one of those strategies with your class. And then if you've got the workbook, if, you, if not, make sure you do grab it. It's over at teacherspd.net slash 62. You can grab the workbook, complete the workbook. So I want you to implement then one of these strategies and then I want you to reflect on it and tell me how it went in that booklet I want you to think about whether or not it actually helped your students to understand the text, whether it helped them to engage better with the reading that was in front of them, or maybe it completely backfired on you. I don't know. I would love to know. Head over. You can leave a comment as well, teacherspd.net slash 62. Leave a comment there for me. I would love to chat to you and see how this goes in terms of helping your students with their literacy. I would also love for you to subscribe to the podcast. The more people who subscribe to the podcast, the more people will be able to find the podcast and also benefit from this. Of course, this is also you know, a Nessa accredited episode, so make sure that you share it with everyone else that you know who might benefit for some free uh, one hour of Nessa accredited PD. They can just come, grab the booklet, and it's completely free for them, so share it around. And of course, I want to connect with you as well, so jump into Facebook. We have a community there. It's the Effective Teaching Podcast community. Uh, jump into that group or jump onto Instagram at Dan Jackson TPD. I would love to see you there. But at this point, until next week, keep making sure that you're having effective 
teaching practices in your classroom. Bye for now.